0: Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Father, for this word that we're going to receive here this evening. I thank you again for all my brothers and sisters that are here tonight, Lord. And we pray, Lord God, that those watching online, that they will experience, Lord God, the blessing of your spirit on their lives right now, that you will help them, Lord God, even though they're at home, help them not to allow themselves to be distracted by this or that, but that they would focus, Lord, focus on the Bible lesson for tonight. Bless it. And I pray for myself that you will help me also, Lord, to organize my thoughts and my words. And that, Lord, we will just be able to share your word with your anointing and your power. In Jesus' name we pray. Now God's people said, amen. Very good. Okay, let me start reading at verse 8 of Galatians chapter 4. It says this. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God... How is it that you are turning back so? Back to those weak and miserable forces? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? Are you observing special days and months and seasons and years? I fear for you that somehow I have wasted my efforts on you. I plead with you, brothers and sisters, because like me, or I became like you, you did me no wrong. Verse 13, as you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. And even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus himself. When, when, Where then is your blessing of me now? I can testify that if you could have done so, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. Now, so far as we've looked at uh, chapters 3 and chapter 4... We have looked over the following. We discussed, first of all, that there are five covenants that are mentioned in the Bible. These are covenants that God has made with individuals throughout history. And ju- I could just tell them to you right now. But can anybody remember any of the five covenants that we mentioned so far? Daniel, can you remember any of them? Okay, the covenant with Abraham. Okay, Juan. David. Okay, so da- he made a covenant with um, Abraham. He made a covenant with David. Yes, Saul. Nope, not with Moses. Anybody else and want to guess? How about you way in the back? Noah. Very good. So Noah, Abraham, David. Yes, Saul. Nope. And the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel. Then the final covenant that he made is the one that we are currently under right now right now we are under the new covenant and who is the key person of the new covenant church jesus christ jesus christ is the principal peacemaker for today Allowing mankind who is sinful, who is lost, who is blind, who is on his way to hell, who is miserable and who has no connection with God, but in and through Jesus Christ, we now have hope, we now have a way, we now can get to heaven, we now can be forgiven, we can have peace. Can you say amen, church? We who are born again today are under the new covenant, which is authored and made possible by jesus christ okay very good so we are currently under the new covenant now this covenant is inclusive this new covenant which involves jesus is inclusive which means that all of humanity now has the opportunity to enter into right relationship with god the father in and through jesus christ why is that important because with the covenant of abraham you had to be circumcised and you had to be Jewish. With the covenant of Israel, you had to be circumcised and you had to be Jewish. With the covenant with King David, you had to be circumcised and you had to be Jewish. But now, with the covenant of Jesus Christ, the new covenant, you don't have to be circumcised. And men, can we say amen to that? Hallelujah. And number two, we don't have to be Jewish. We could be ourselves as long as we have. Jesus in our lives. We also learn about the perfect timing of God. God sent his son into the world at the perfect time. And everything that happens in our lives is in accordance with God's perfect timing for us i hate to break your heart but that flat tire that you got it was in accordance to god's timing okay when your car broke down it was in accordance to god's timing when you got married when you had your child when you were born whatever it is that's going on in your life everything is happening right on Time, God is in control because He is a perfect timekeeper. Is anyone listening to me? Can you say amen? Nothing that happens in this world is by accident, it is in accordance with God's time schedule. At the right time, we were born into this world. At the right time, Jesus came into our lives to set us free from the power of darkness, to set us free from the bondage of sin, and to adopt us into the family of God. I'm just glad that I survived up until that day that Jesus came into my life. I thank God that I didn't get killed or 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 die or some kind of accident. Jesus kept me until that day, and Jesus kept you until that day. And you know what? Jesus is going to keep us until we all get to heaven one day, church. This is especially true for those of us who were not born into the Jewish faith or into the Jewish community who were, we who are Gentiles or non-Jewish have been adopted into the family of God by God himself because we accepted the free gift of salvation in and through Jesus Christ. God took us away from the horrible bondage of the devil and brought us into his family of light and salvation. Then God filled us with the Holy Spirit. We became children of God and we can now call God Abba Father. And now we are not only legal children of God, but heirs of God. We're going to inherit all the blessings of the Lord in this life and for eternity, church. So the Apostle Paul is now addressing the Galatians and reasoning with them or rebuking them for rejecting the simplicity of the truth of the gospel. And in this section of Scripture, the Apostle Paul is reminding them of the loyalty that they had toward him when he was with them. Remember, he was the one that introduced the gospel to the Galatians. And here the Apostle Paul is referring to an illness That he had while he was with them. Listen to what it says here in Galatians chapter 4, verses 13 through 15. It says this As you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. And even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus himself. Where then is your blessing of me now? I can testify that if you could have done so, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. Based on what verse 15 tells us, Paul's illness seemed to have affected his eyes. Whether he had some kind of condition that affected his eyes or whether it was his eyes directly that were affected, no one knows. We know from other sections of the scripture that the Apostle Paul suffered from some kind of physical illness or handicap that it refers to as a thorn in the flesh. A thorn in the flesh. Second Corinthians chapter 12 verses 1 through 9 says this. It says, I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained. I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say or because of these surprisingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. The apostle Paul had something severe Going on in his life that caused him a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. Many people have tried to identify what this thorn in the flesh is actually was uh many people guess it was a chronic eye problem or malaria or migraines epilepsy a speech disability a repeated temptation depression mental torment from his past loneliness or a broken heart i don't know about you but man i could be tormented by any of those things in my life from time to time but the apostle paul had something going on that was tormenting him very severely and many have tried to guess what it was, but let me just say this. No one knows exactly what it was. Others believe it was an actual spiritual thorn sent by Satan. Others believe it could have been a person or people like Alexander the coppersmith and the religious leaders because sometimes, sadly, people can cause us a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. Let me see, read to you what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 14-17. through 17. It says this, Alexander the metal worker did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You too should be on your guard against him because he strongly opposed our message. At my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength aren't you glad that the lord will never leave us he will never forsake us even though everyone may may turn their backs on us or everyone may fail us but god is always there let me read that again verse 17 but the lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the gentiles might hear it and i was delivered From the lion's mouth. Poor Apostle Paul. Even a lion tried to eat him, but praise God, he had a bad taste, and the lion spit him out. Praise the Lord for that. But we need to be very clear. We need to be very, very clear that the Bible does not identify what this thorn in the flesh actually was. All we know is that it was given to him so that he would not become proud or boastful or conceited. Because he was able to accomplish great things for God. The Apostle Paul had reasons to boast. We already read in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 7, how Paul talks about his surpassingly great revelations. Think about this, church. The Apostle Paul went to heaven, he saw heaven, he saw and heard things that he was not permitted to share. Or write about heaven is such a magnificent place that we're, you, we don 't even have the vocabulary to express or to describe how wonderful heaven is. We live in a three dimensional world, but heaven is multi-dimensional in, in its form. Listen to what it says in second Corinthians chapter eleven verses twenty one through twenty eight other things that the apostle Paul actually experienced. It says this in verse twenty one to my shame, I admit. That we were too weak for that. Whatever anyone else dares to boast about, I am speaking as a fool. I also dare to boast about. Verse 22 Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. Verse 23 Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have gone, often gone without food. I have been cold and naked beside everything else. I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches so in other words the apostle paul went through some stuff and the apostle paul definitely had lots to boast about or to brag about he accomplished great things for god and for the church and many of the new testament writings are from the apostle paul but this thorn in the flesh sent by satan was definitely something that kept paul humble and in check How many of you still love the Lord even when you are in pain? Even when you're hurting? Even when you're disappointed? Even when things don't go the way you think that they should? Do you still love Jesus? And are you still going to be faithful to Jesus? Well, the Apostle Paul was. The Apostle Paul was, even though he had this thorn in the flesh, he stayed faithful to God. As far as we know, God never set him free from this thorn until, of course, Paul passed away. When the Apostle Paul did pass away, he received his ultimate healing of joining Jesus Christ in the heavenlies. But let's go back to our text where the Apostle Paul talks about his illness. Let me read it again in Galatians chapter 4, verses 13 through 15. Let me read it. It says this. As you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. And even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus himself. Where then is your blessing of me now? I can testify that if you could have done so, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me now of course that verse of scripture implies and this is why many people think that perhaps something was going on with the apostle paul's eyes but again we don't really know okay so here the bible tells us that when the apostle paul first preached the gospel to the galatians he was suffering from some kind of an a severe illness or severe problems and and unfortunately the Galatians had tremendous compassion. The Apostle Paul was on his first missionary journey. He had never been to Galatia. He had never been to any of those cities. But when he went there, they had tremendous compassion on Paul, and he was well treated by the Galatians and well cared for. Now let's go back and review what happened to the Apostle Paul on his first missionary journey when he and Barnabas passed through the region of Galatia. In the book of Acts, Chapter 14, verses 8 through 19, we're going to review what the Apostle Paul went through on his first missionary journey when he enters Galatia and he is in a city that is called Lystra. Lystra is in the region of Galatia. It starts in verse 8. Let me read it to you. It says this Acts 14, verse 8. In Lystra, there sat a man who was lame. He had been that way from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out, stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. Can you imagine how exciting that must have been? This guy never walked in his life. He was lame. He was a beggar. Everyone knew who he was. And Paul prayed for him, and he jumps up, and now he's able to walk. Verse 11. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted, In the Lycaonian language, the gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas, they called Zeus, and Paul, they called Hermes because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city brought bulls and wreaths to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. Now remember, they had never had the gospel before. They had never heard about Jesus before. And now Paul was going there and he was preaching the gospel. Okay? Verse 14. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed out into the crowd shouting, Friends, why are you doing this? We too are only human like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God, who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. In the past, he let all nations go their own way. Yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Even with these words, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing to them. Then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. Just imagine that. Paul, the apostle, went from being a superhero that they wanted to worship to Being almost killed by the same people that were honoring him. Now, I want to show you a map of Galatia really quick, okay? I want to show you a map. Let's put the first one. Okay, so here's the region of Galatia, all right? And this is Lystra right here in the region of Galatia. So, this section of scripture that I just read, this is where it happened right here in Lystra. This is where the guy got healed. Of being lame and now he's walking and jumping and praising God in Lystra which is in the uh, in the region of Galatia first time that the Apostle Paul goes there now let's show the other map just for reference let's go to the second map here it is again here is the region of Galatia all of this here is the nation of Turkey okay which was known as Asia Minor but in that is Galatia. And all of this was part of the Roman Empire at that time. So we have Lystra pointing in here, which is in Galatia, and Antioch, Iconium, and Derby. They're all involved with what happens to the Apostle Paul here. Now, this is why I pointed it out. Because many scholars believe that it was in Lystra that the Apostle Paul had his first vision of heaven. That he actually did die when they were stoning him and beating him and tearing him up. He actually did die and was taken to heaven, but then was sent back by God to continue with his evangelistic work. And when he, of course, when he went up to heaven, he saw and heard amazing things that couldn't even be put into words, but God allowed him to come back to finish his journey. However, even though he did not die because he had been beaten so bad he may have sustained some kind of serious injury that caused him to be physically handicapped or physically limited in some way. Did everyone hear what I just said? Sometimes you can get beaten up so bad that for the rest of your life, you could be lame or you could be crippled or you could be handicapped from the beating that you took, all right? Or you can get in a car accident. It's the same thing. So he got beaten so bad, not only that he actually die and go to heaven and then come back, but... Unfortunately for him, his body never fully recovered physically from that beating that he took. And since Lystra was in Galatia, the Christians in Galatia cared for the Apostle Paul. They had compassion for the Apostle Paul. Remember, they were ready to kill him. But instead, when they saw that he was beaten down, they took him in and they had compassion for him. Let's read a little bit more in Acts chapter 14, verses 19 through 22. This is a continuation of what happens in Galatia. Let's read a little bit more. Then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. The next day he and Barnabas left for Derbe. They preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. Strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. And then he says these words We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. Listen. This is where the church is getting confused in 2021. Because the church wants to be blessed. The church wants everything to be good. The church wants everything to work out. And when it doesn't, we get an attitude. And we get mad. And we get angry. And we feel like God is punishing us. No, it's just being a Christian. It's just part of following God. Can you say amen, church? Sometimes we will have to go through difficulties. We will have to suffer some things for our faith in Jesus Christ. Some people have lost their jobs. Some people have lost their careers. Why? Because they they stand up against homosexuality, or they stand up against cheating and scamming in the business, or they stand up to unrighteousness, and as a result of them standing up for God, they end up losing their position or their job or, 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 or wages or whatever because they're taking a stand for the Lord. And sometimes... We will have to suffer those consequences because we're standing up for what's right. And the Apostle Paul is trying to show us that right now. Jesus even warned the Apostle Paul at the very beginning of his conversion to Christianity that Paul would have to suffer many things because of the gospel. In Acts chapter 9, verses 15 through 18, it says this, But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. Verse 16 is key. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. Now, in a way, everyone agrees that it is good that this thorn in the flesh is not really identified. But one very important lesson that we learn from all of this, whether this is an illness, whatever it is that was going on in the life of the Apostle Paul, whatever it is that he suffered in Galatia, or whatever the storm in the flesh was, it did not stop or hinder or prevent or even discourage Paul from serving Jesus Christ. Paul did not let whatever handicap he suffered stop him from faithfully serving Christ. Christ, and most importantly, even though God never answered Paul's prayer to heal him or deliver him or to remove the stone of the flesh, God's decision not to heal him did not stop him from remaining faithful to God. Why is that important to you? And why is that important to me? Listen, once in a while, you and I may have to go through some hard times. Are we going to give up on God? Are we going to stop following God? Are we going to stop going to church? Are we going to get an attitude? We have to keep going, church sometimes things don't always go our way sometimes god doesn't answer our prayers the way we think he should answer our prayers are we going to give up are we going to get an attitude are we going to quit are we going to turn our backs on god or are we going to keep marching forward for the lord this is why the apostle paul is trying to express to the galatians hey look you guys i know that you've been through some tough times but you got to stay faithful to jesus Sadly, many people turn away from God when God chooses not to answer our prayers. But to his credit, Paul never turned his back on Jesus Christ. I want to show a couple of videos here. I know that most of you probably already know these two people. There's, uh, you've seen this gentleman with no arms and no legs, okay? But he did not let his handicap stop him from serving Jesus. Let's watch this little clip here, okay?
1: Let me just say to all of you on Facebook right now, to everybody who has a complaint on the tip of your tongue, I want you just to shut your mouth and watch this tape because Pastor Rick had one request for tonight's show, to include a man who he says is one of the best examples of winning the hand you're dealt. This is going to shut your mouth. It's going to shut your mouth, just close it right now. Take a look at this. Born in Australia without arms or legs, 30-year-old Nick Vujicic has become a symbol of triumph against all odds. His inspiring YouTube videos have been watched over 100 million times.
2: It's a lie to think that you're not good enough. It's a lie to think that you're not worth anything.
1: But the road to self-acceptance was excruciating for Nick. For years, he was harassed and tormented at school. When he was 10, Nick attempted suicide. After years of feeling worthless and alone, Nick's awakening came while reading an article about a disabled man who refused to let physical limitations hold him back. In that moment, Nick says he discovered the power to take control of his life, and he has. Today, Nick surfs, he snorkels, he golfs, and plays soccer. He's traveled to 44 countries with his message of hope. Even the worst part of your life
2: can come together for the good.
1: And less than a year ago, Nick married the love of his life and danced at their wedding. Nick's in our audience tonight. Say hello to Nick. Uh, We're standing up for Nick. Now, this is what so... unbelievable as you've heard people complain about the spots on their face and people complain about not having a boyfriend and not being able to have the mates of their life. What happened to you that you were able to take all of, take your chemistry, being born with no arms and no legs, take your connections, your relationships, your life circumstances, Mm -hmm. your state of consciousness and then choose, make the conscious choice that you were going to take all of that which the rest of the world looks at, you know, undeniably as a pretty bad hand and that you were going to turn it into something, you were going to be exalted by it. What, what happened to you that you were able to do that?
2: Oprah, I know that you love to think out of the box and have things outside of the box in your yes. show. Yeah. And I know that you love illustrations. So if I may illustrate in about 180 seconds, can I do something a little crazy, but it'll sure be powerful. Is that right cool? Ahead. You got a camera behind me, right? Yeah. I've got to show you. Come, come, come. This step right here, is there enough light here? Okay. The chemistry, I was born without arms and legs. The chemistry I could not change. In my life, I know that God didn't give me this pain but what the enemy tried to use for bad, he turned into good. Yeah. Man, the connections. I want to tell uh, Porsche. Uh, look, I'm a guy. I love cars, okay? And I love Porsches more than Ferraris, okay? <laughs> and I and, uh, want everyone to know that, that we are wonderfully and fearfully made. And until you can actually understand that we are all wonderfully and faithfully made from God, um, I want you to know that, that you will always be trapped and chained and you will be stopped. But when you have the incredible power of faith in action, nothing holds you back. And you're beautiful just the way that you are. No worries. For me, I felt the connection. For yeah. me, in my life, I'm thinking, man, I'm not going to get married. I can't, you know, can't even hold my wife's hand. What connection am I going to have? But you know what? All things come together for the good for those who love him. Man. this is a little bit high. I'm going to break my arm, man. This is pretty crazy. All right. <laughs> I'm going to break my arm. Circumstances. Being born without arms and legs, man, it's all about choice. You asked me what it was. I had parents who were my heroes. They always said, you, you can either be angry for what you don't have, Will be thankful for what you do have. Yeah. Do your best, and God will do the rest. Then consciousness, because I gave my life to Lord Jesus Christ, Hallelujah. and the renewing of my mind. Hallelujah. Wow! I knew that I could be unstoppable.
1: Wow. Amazing! 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 Wow.
0: Can you put the second uh, video? This is about Joni or Johnny, I should say. Many of you know her.
2: It's an overworked word, but there's no other way Hi, to I'm describe Johnny. Nick Voicich. He really is inspiring. Nick was here? born without.
3: 52 years in a wheelchair is a a long time. I mean, even Jesus thinks so, and. John chapter 5, the Lord was at the pool of Bethesda, remember that? And he stopped by a man on a straw mat who had been paralyzed for 38 years. And it says, quote, When Jesus learned he had been in this condition for a long time. That's what it says in verse 6. And when I read those words, a long time, I mean, tears filled my eyes. This man of Jesus thinks that 38 years of paralysis is a long time. What's he think of 52 years? Yeah, I think he probably says it's a long time. And so do I. And yes, every day I'm wasting away. Uh, you've heard about the recurring cancer and those new problems with my lungs and pain. And Our bodies are just fragile. But I am still on the growing side, the strong side because like the Bible says, I'm growing in two directions at the same time. Outwardly, I'm wasting away. But inwardly, man, I'm being renewed day by day. My body may be unraveling, but my spirit, my, my, my measure of faith and my assurance of salvation, my sensitivity to sin, my confidence in the word of God, my hope of heaven, compassion for others with disabilities, my love of Jesus, everything about my spirit is growing. Sure, I'm weaker physically, but I grow stronger spiritually. Deep, great trials bring with them deep grace from God, all of which enlarges our soul's capacity for Jesus. And that's what I'm celebrating on my accident anniversary. So join me in the celebration. Help me here at Johnny and Friends, would you? Share this wonderful message of being renewed in Christ day by day. Help me share with many more people with disabilities all around the world. God bless you for listening and caring and being a part of Johnny and Friends.
0: Let's go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us, Lord God. Help us to put into perspective our lives in comparison to those, Lord God, that have gone before us like the Apostle Paul, and in comparison to those that are living right now in spite of their handicaps, in spite of their disabilities, in spite of their suffering and pain and hurt and challenges that they have, they are moving forward in their faith in you. They are moving forward and serving you, Lord God, and they're not allowing anyone or anything or any situation, any type of trial or suffering, Lord God, although it's discouraging and limiting, they're not letting that issue or that situation stop them from remaining faithful to you. And so, Lord, help us to put our own lives into perspective I believe that all of us have something going on in our lives that is hurting us deeply, that is concerning us, that hurt that, that breaks us, that, Lord God, uh, discourages us in some way. But, Lord Jesus, help us, in spite of that thorn in the flesh, whatever that may be in our lives, help us to always stay faithful to you. If you're here tonight and you say, Jerry, I am not a Christian. I have never surrendered my life to Jesus. If I were to die tonight or if Jesus were to come, I'm not sure if I would go to heaven. If that's you here this evening or if you're listening online and you have never surrendered your life to God and you want to do that right now, just follow me in this prayer of repentance. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I recognize tonight that I am a sinner. But I also recognize that you, Jesus, died on the cross for me you paid for my forgiveness and my salvation on that cross through your death and resurrection and so lord as we prepare for easter i ask you to come into my life forgive me of all my sins allow me the privilege of being called a child of god in jesus name i pray Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you said that prayer and you would like a Bible, please let us know. Contact us. We'll send you a Bible. We'll give you information. And if you can come by and visit us at a a church meeting, that would be even more awesome. We'd love to meet with all of you. God bless you. We appreciate you. Those of you that are physically here right now, let me just say a prayer for you, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all my brothers and sisters here right now that you will encourage them and that you will bless them, Lord God. And for those that are hurting in any way, Lord God, i pray that your holy spirit will encourage them and minister to them and comfort them give them strength and give them hope and help them to keep marching forward for the glory of god in jesus name we pray and everyone said amen god bless your church thank you so much for joining us tonight and again if you have any prayer requests any prayer needs the altar is open and we will take time to pray for you here tonight god bless you